You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy with you on a Monday morning, your rookie minicamp roundup. Actually, Alex, we made the decision before the podcast began. We're going to be now rebranded as Locked On Angry Woodpeckers after a viral video went of a guy who has zero knowledge, allegedly, of NFL teams and was just going off logos, and he's calling the Arizona Cardinals the Angry Woodpeckers. It's uh, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockdownAZCards, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and at Clancy's Corner. Alex, uh, we got to see the Arizona Cardinals rookies and their new duds over the weekend. It was kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the future is now. You know, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's Easy. a... Just Easy. Just a trip. cable that, guy. Yeah. Well, you're going to get it once in a while. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's fun. Like, I'm trying to temper my expectations. But let me ask you right off the bat. What are your thought processes when you watch video and, and, and read reports from rookie minicamp, whether it be high, low, or indifferent? Like, what's your initial thought process on it? My initial, just because I'm, I'm by nature a little skeptical, I, I you know, a little pessimistic, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Just because you know, and especially with the draft classes, like, a lot of people were excited about Evan Weaver, a six-round linebacker at a Cal, a guy who was the Pat Tillman Defensive Player of the Year last year, or in 2019. He's a six-round pick. Eno Benjamin, we thought we knew he maybe he could push the envelope in the in the running back room, and he didn't even get a sniff for the playing field. So, you know, these rookie minicamps, I think you got to take them with a grain of salt, but if you're excited, like, I'm not going to crush you for it. I think that you you can be excited because it does happen. It's not, you know, unprecedented that a guy can go from either a fourth-round pick, corner, fifth-round pick, corner, whatever, uh, some, some late-round guys or even undrafted guys to make their way not only into the starting run, lineup but to become, you know, some stars in this league. We've seen it. Richard Sherman was a fifth-round pick. The list goes on and on. Tom Brady. I mean, I know that's the biggest, you know, one that people want to point to, 199 overall, and he's the greatest player of all time. So, you know, it, it's not one of those things that's far-fetched, but as far as the Arizona Cardinals are concerned, we, we just haven't seen a lot of guys go from either being undrafted or late-round picks to starring for this organization. Right. Yeah. And I mean, listen, one of the best parts about of uh, Twitter and social media and stuff is just... It would be awesome if Tay Gowan and Marco Wilson hit because obviously they're a package deal now. We'll see. Fourth and sixth <laughs> round pick. Marco Wilson may have dropped because of the uh, the move he made against LSU that cost him the game. Maybe not. Tay Gowan may have been a top 100 pick if this draft was last year, if it was a normal offseason and regular season, not uh, you know marred by COVID. Uh, who knows? But the excitement of the unknown is I completely understand, especially with those two guys because the Cardinals have – a bad cornerback lo- uh, uh, room right now. They have right. a bad cornerback room. It's below average. And I'm sure Malcolm Butler will help. I'm sure Byron Murphy will be fine. But when you look at the wide receivers they're going up against in 2021, it's not up to snuff right now. So, yeah, obviously you want to be excited for these guys, for the upside. But, yeah, tempering expectations and kind of seeing excitement of the unknown just because you haven't seen anything on the field yet is fine. But just chill a little bit. And I'm not – yeah, we're not – urinating in your cereal here just (laughs) 
just just take it for what it is. Like when you see OTAs, when we see preseason, then you can get excited. When you can see a young player grow during their first offseason with their professional uh, employer, fine. But first rookie minicamp, temper a little. Sure, and especially coming off of a second-round pick who's entering his third season that we haven't seen what I believe is best football in Byron Murphy you saw the skill set coming out of Washington, and it hasn't necessarily translated to him being in every down corner. And he was a second-round pick. And now we're talking about a fourth-round pick who had a lot of cloud around him during his college experience. He was playing in the SEC, so he played big boy football. But you're right, he had kind of the in-between-the-ears issues. But Marco Wilson certainly has you know, the skill set to produce at the next level. Take Gowan. A lot of people think that that was just a sneaky good pick in the sixth round. You know, if either one of those guys, if you can just play 50-50 and you can get one of those guys to play significant snaps in their first season, it's a win just like Jalen Thompson was as a supplemental guy a couple years ago where he emerged and you're like, okay, here's somebody we can work with, we can move forward with. Because right now I'm looking at the depth chart and it is – it's Malcolm Butler and it's Robert Alford as your starting cornerbacks. And that's, you know, to, to, to think that Robert Alford, after missing two consecutive seasons, is going to be somebody that's going to be relied upon, uh, that, that's just a bit nutty. So you got to hope that these guys, one of these guys develops uh, on a quick timetable. Um, a little bit benefit with being able to get there and even have rookie mini camps in person. Uh, it was, it was, it's pretty legit for the Cardinals. They have a big change of pace from last year. Yeah, it's interesting. Jalen Thompson is a really good point. At a wazoo supplemental draft, like uh, that was imagine this safety room if it was uh, Chris Banjo moving over to free safety and Buda Baker. Yeah, like it would have been completely different. Aside from his injury concerns, I think he had a COVID uh, flare up last year. He's been good, you know, and that's what you need. That's a that's actually a really really good um, just baseline for these young guys. Just be able to play well enough to stay on the field. Yeah, that's it. That's all you're asking for. If you're C plus corners, your rookie year, that is a great foundation to build upon, especially once again, Vance Joseph got his start by being exemplary at coaching DBs. That's where the whole thing started. And sure, his his uh is uh his job has grown, you know, from going over to head coach and then coming over here has to worry about the whole defense. But if Tay Gowan and or Marco Wilson, as you mentioned, can pop, it's a completely different draft. And t- and also like it, it can't be it can't be overlooked. Zayvon Collins, Zayvon Collins is gigantic. <laughs> like he is a big dude. He's big. And if he's got any sort of giddy up, like the forty yard dash, Bo, it's it's fun, you right. know. But it's like drafted a wide receiver in the first round. You have no idea what he's going to be like on a fifteen yard dash because that's where you need him. Right. Well, and you know, and it's. I was looking at the comps. Like you look at the middle linebackers, I'm like, okay, so they're gonna make him their starting Mike linebacker. He's gonna take over for Jordan Hicks. That's what it, you know. That was confirmed over the weekend. Even Zayvon Collins is he's the one that's saying he's kind of the only one denying it. I don't know if he's trying not to jinx himself. I don't know if he's just trying to be uh, humble and modest. But he's gonna be the starting Mike linebacker. And if you look at it, you know. Throughout league history, if you look at the defensive rookie of the year, you can point out to like Luke Keekley, you can point out Patrick Willis, and those are some that I mean that's setting the bar pretty high. Like, how does he comp as far as just his uh, his pre drafts? He's a little bit slower, but you're right, he's longer. He's probably going to be more of a guy that's going to thrive in coverage. And in the NFC West, I mean, probably the best offensive playmaker in the whole division plays tight end. And the fact that you can maybe 
slow that down with Zayvon Collins, with Isaiah Simmons. And we're going to get more into this conversation uh, kind of on the heels of Cliff Kingsbury's comments from over the weekend about what that linebacking core looks like. Uh, it, it really is intriguing. But um, as far as rookie minicamp, it, it was pretty on par with what you expected. We knew it was coming in from the draft. You know, those guys show up, Rondell Moore, Tay Gowan, Marco Wilson, even uh, what was it, uh, the six-round pick out of Duke, what, what, Victor uh, Dumakeji. Like, there, there was, yeah. yeah, there was some excitement around him and his motor and how they've comped him to kind of like a, a Marcus Golden mini. That's cool. That's what you want. Everybody should look good in shorts at this point. Now it's going to see, you know, can they, uh, once they, people, st- you know, the veterans start to pour into the building, you know, how, how they stack up against them because that's going to be the biggest important. Everybody can look good against other draft picks and undrafted guys. And, and like I said, when you're wearing shorts, everybody should look good and pass the eyeball test. But after this, that's, that's when it really kind of starts to matter. Yeah. Uh, would you like just taking a beat, taking a weekend? I, I thought it was idiotic for Steve Kime to name the starter already. <laughs> Um, I don't right. know, and I got a lot of flack on Twitter about it. Like, I, I understand that there's varying degrees of, well, Jordan Hicks should be a good teammate, and he is a good teammate. Okay, that's not that's not what the issue is here. The fact that you make this decision before Zayvon Collins has even put pads on as an Arizona Cardinal, that's the dumbassery that we're talking about here. <laughs> that's, this, that's the Steve Kime whoopsie right. that we're like, oh, can, can you just wait till closer to the regular season? First of all, he shouldn't be making this call. Like, I don't – can you explain to me the rationale behind it, if there is any? Yeah, I'm going to try to put my uh, put myself in Steve Kime's shoes, which is kind of a scary uh, outlook, and we'll get into that. It's yeah. Bo, it's Alex, it's Locked On Cardinals, at Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, at Clancy's Corner. Let's get into that debate. Let's, let's preview these linebackers, these young linebackers that uh, Cliff Kingsbury called pretty. It's all coming up. It's Locked On Cardinals. All right, football fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy in lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total Tea is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, She'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Let's talk stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up 
with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be so complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNFL to start growing your savings. We're streaming live, and we're going to be more kind of uh, right at 10 o'clock. Just after 10 o'clock, we're going to stream live. Periscope on Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on Facebook Live at AZ Cards. We're going to be back on YouTube. Alex and I are sick of not being on YouTube. That's not our call, but we're ready to be back on YouTube, and we'll be there, and it's going to be fun to kind of take in uh, our thoughts live on YouTube. Is it YouTube Live? I don't know what it's called, but it, because I'm old. I'm a guy that's trying to wear a new Cardinals hat, and I look like a, a old guy trying to be young again. But I like it. I, this is the new Cardinals drip, my friend. Yeah, that extra large bill looks really good on you. <laughs> this, is, this is a West Side special. Not the extra large, Mom. This is like a Glendale Peoria-type brim uh, for for those who know the Valley. This is definitely – that's how this cat this hat uh, stacks up. I got it. I paid for it. This is I think this is the first Cardinals hat I've purchased. So, Cool. We're waiting on you, Alex. Cool. I'll get one that looks good on me. Go ahead. <laughs> That's going to be tough to find. Uh, so you brought it up a little bit. You were, you were curious. Uh, yeah, somebody said, yeah, thank you, Troy. I'm looking like I'm trying That's not nice, hard. Troy. Well, I could say that. You can't say that. <laughs> you can sure. Anybody can say anything. You got to keep us humble here on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. But like uh, you were bringing it up, Steve Keim, um, he, he, he really is forcing the issue with Zayvon Collins, a guy because we saw last year it was Isaiah Simmons, eighth overall pick, couldn't make his way onto the playing field for consi- consistent snaps. Just over 35% of the time he was on the defensive side of the field uh, during the season. And now Steve Keim names Zayvon Collins, the starting Mike linebacker with Jordan Hicks, who's still on the roster, a guy who's still under contract and he can seek a trade, whatever. I don't know if that's going to happen. But uh, you brought it up, and it's an interesting conversation. I uh, I don't mind it because I think a lot of people were looking for, you know, they want to see what the grass looks like on the other side. They want to see check the color of it, if it's is green or greener by starting these guys younger instead of seeing these red shirt seasons. What I'm curious to know, and I don't think we'll ever get, you know, true the true insight on this. Because when we look back at the full resume of first-round picks from Steve Kime back to 2013 to now, nobody has like gotten the opportunity outside of Kyler Murray for consistent snaps. And is, was that Bruce Arians? Was that you know Steve Wilkes? Was that Cliff Kingsbury making those decisions? And is Steve Kime finally like, look, my butt's on the line. This is this is a big win now window. 
I need this guy that I've drafted in the first round to make an impact. The only way to do that is to force Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph's hand by putting him in the starting lineup, and you have no other options. Yeah, that's terrible management. It's not anybody else's fault but yours that you're bad at your job in drafting. Like when you're pushing this, you're pushing this agenda. So this is trying to make up for last year and this year with Isaiah Simmons and David Collins. How about you just let the guys try out and the best player starts? What if we go back to T-ball? Best <laughs> player starts. You know, even if you're the uh, coach's son, usually gets a start. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one little inside, you know, insider info you get. But listen. Well, these are Steve Kimes' kids, basically. I mean, these are his babies. These are his draft picks. These are the guys that he put to in- be emancipated from my family, <laughs> if, if that were the case. I, w- I would take I would take it to court. Um, it doesn't make any sense. But it, it doesn't. Like, I get your point in, in, in some degree. This He's not Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is the only coach. It's like rookies don't rookies don't start. That's it. Completely different sport. Greg Popovich was known for that. Like, when you go into training camp and say Zayvon Collins isn't ready, whoops. At that point, Jordan Hicks probably won't be on the roster. And there's flack about Jordan Hicks not being a team player. It's That's not fair to him. They said, and we don't know if, if Jordan Hicks said, you know what, can I request, can I go look? to seek a trade somewhere else. Maybe that was part of the deal. Hey, Jordan, listen, thank you for your time so far. We really appreciate that C on your chest. Um, We're going to start Zavin. I know, crazy, I know. Uh, But we'll give you permission to go look for a trade if you're not happy. We don't know which way it went down. That sounds dumb the second way, but so does Steve Kime saying that a 20-year-old kid's going to start week one when it's May 15th. We have no concept of what Zavin College is going to be like right away. We have no idea. Like the upside is fantastic. But as you like Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, if Isaiah Simmons takes a step forward and Zayvon Collins is ready made week one, this could be one of the best linebacker duos for the next 10 years. But history will show us that Steve Kahn doesn't pick those players. Yeah, it's it's it really is an interesting conversation because you've seen firsthand, you know, the 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 worst of all realities, game one. Your welcome to the NFL rookie moment with your eighth overall yeah. pick, or is it where right. Isaiah Simmons gets caught, you know, looking in the wrong direction and Raheem Mostert goes seventy-five yards down the field for a touchdown? He's got Isaiah Simmons in the rearview mirror, and Simmons wasn't the same for a while. But at the same token, he wasn't given an opportunity to get immediately back onto the field and learn from that mistake. But the stakes are so high; it's a double-edged sword. I think the advantage you get from putting these guys in there early on, like Zayvon Collins being a starter, Isaiah Simmons, if you missed it, Cliff Kingsbury basically anointed him the starter. He said, quote, Isaiah played some last year, but as far as a full-time starter goes, this will be his first run at it. As far as Zayvon and Isaiah Simmons, he says they're both athletic enough to make up uh, for some of the experience that they don't have. We're excited to grow with them and see what they can become Together, and that's the ultimate. Like that's the that's the dream right there. To yeah. think about the Arizona Cardinals, they I mean they could miss horrendously on this, but if they hit and they have drafted like the future of what NFL linebacking cores and what you want that to look like with just these tremendously skilled athletes, uh, you know that would be a, a, a grand slam. It would, but there is going to be balls dropped, and there's going to be you know just lumps along the way that you're going to have to endure 
during what a lot of people are envisioning as a win-now season. I mean, you're going up against Derrick Henry in in a much-improved Ryan Tannehill. You mentioned A.J. Brown. You know, I know they lost Jonu Smith from the tight end court, so that kind of helps. But, uh, you know, there's talented players in this Titans offense right out of the gates that can make you look foolish if you're not ready to go. Right. Yeah, and I mean, just putting a button on on this thing with Jordan Hicks, he took a pay cut to stay here. He did. It's like, I, I know I know he had, his last two years haven't been great, but you could do things with a little bit more grace, a little bit closer. I mean, unless you're, like, if this were after June 1st and you knew the year cap, you'd get a better, you get more cap relief if you were to move on from him. I could understand it. It's like, there's no, there's no point in doing it. And I understand the upside, Bill. Like, I, obviously, I mean, that's the dream. And just remember, uh, in that down that avenue, Devin White is now the star of young linebackers. Like Fred Warner, for some reason, is still not getting the credit he deserves uh, up in San Francisco. But Devin White, on the biggest stage in the Super Bowl, he's a mauler. He wasn't getting the snaps that he got midway to la- the end of last season that he was his rookie his rookie year. Maybe Isaiah Simmons is going to have that pop. Sometimes it just takes a while. We saw things from from Isaiah Simmons that if that hit on uh, Cam Newton was called correctly, and that would have just been a knock out of bounds. That was a massive hit. Even yeah. if Cam Newton was going that way, and I could have pushed Cam Newton into falling down in those w- with the directions they were running, that the big hits that he got flagged for, if he learns, you know how to kind of hone it in a little bit. We saw a mauler. Yeah, we saw an absolute mauler. So I mean, if he could hone those things in into the next season, obviously the upside is still definitely there. This isn't a a sold story already. Like it, it's just beginning. I just don't understand why you get rid of the safety net, why you do it. That's all. I think that they're, they're just doing a professional courtesy to Jordan Hicks. Like, who's who's really going to give anything of value for Jordan Hicks? And, and on the other side of that, Jordan Hicks, there's value to him being on the roster. If he could be your backup, I mean, that's ideal. That's absolutely ideal because, I mean, you're not going to gain anything by trading him because you're going to have to absorb still the dead money. And as far as, you know, why not have somebody as knowledgeable as Jordan Hicks, who and we all saw it, he was, he was definitely a step slower last season, but he's still, what, behind uh, Buda Baker and behind uh, Hassan Reddick had the most tackles for a loss on the, in the, for the entire team. So he's still, he's still making an impact despite him, you know, some younger players outrunning him. I think that he knows how to play the angles. I think he knows he uh, as far as just what he can provide young players like Simmons and, and Zayvon Collins is, is pretty invaluable. So we'll see. Best case scenario, he's on this roster. Um, you know, on the other side of that, if you can find somebody that's willing to give up his fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, probably take it. I would be a little hesitant to trade him to the team you're seeing in week one because a lot of people are playing some easy connecting the dots. Does he kind of get back with Jim Schwartz in Tennessee? I don't know. I don't know if that's the. I don't know if you want to do that. I think that gives a pretty good advantage to Tennessee right out of the gates. And you know, as far as pound for pound talent, it's going to be tough. It's on the road. I don't know if you want to give them any edge. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Lockdown Easy Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Rack. We're going to get into uh, the Arizona Cardinals. What we, what we were going to talk about it in the final segment. I'm trying to remember. We had something planned out for it. and uh, you know, uh, Roster move still needed. Yeah, the roster move. Because our guy Eric reached out to us on Twitter over the weekend. And he had some ideas. 
we've got uh, our ideas, and uh, let's just see where we are. And then uh, we've got a big guest announcement for tomorrow. We're excited about it. It's all right here. It's Locked on Cardinals. So the NBA wrapped up its regular season over the weekend. You've got yourself some play-in games. How about the Eastern Conference? Hornets on the road taking on the Pacers. Pacers three-and-a-half-point favorites as of right now on Bet Online. Also, you've got the Wizards three-point dogs taking on the Boston Celtics. You want some of that action? Baseball season's in full swing as well. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. For the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your cell. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as it's your chance to get into the game as your team preps for its run in the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use your promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. It's Locked On AZ Cards. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, rebranding, of course, to uh, Locked On Angry Woodpeckers. Enjoying it. If you haven't seen it, should we just retweet the video out on Locked On AZ Cards where it's some some kid and his poor dad who doesn't, which I, I, this is like a unicorn sighting for me because I, I don't know a lot of people who couldn't even name from the, I, my wife could do it. She's not the biggest football fan. She could name, I would say, 80 to 95% of the, uh, of the logos. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to, devoid myself from thinking that it's staged and that <laughs> okay. it's real and then i mean it's hysterical like yeah the, i mean watch it watch it it's a, a minute 45 of just pure gold um the sun whales that he called the dolphins logo <laughs> that got me the sun whales i scream like i projectile laughed when i heard it it's hysterical i like the uh i like the patriots personally i think it was like the fancy flag looks like a patriot <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're going to have to check it out if you haven't. At Lockdown Easy Cards, we'll get that out for you. Uh, last segment here, and our guy Eric reached out to us over the weekend, and I thought some uh, he had an interesting question and, and kind of gave us his thoughts on which direction the Cardinals should go as far as filling some final needs left on this roster. And Alex and I have talked about it a little bit between uh, since the draft and now. Uh, you know, a handful of names. He said, uh, number one, this is according, according to our guy Eric on Twitter, bring in a veteran piece on the D-line, Kwan Short, Geno Atkins, Melvin Ingram. Number two, bring in another pass catcher. Golden Tate, Alex Erickson, those are wide receivers, or tight ends, Tyler Eifert, Trey Burton. Number three, bring in another corner that has NFL experience, Garyan Conley, Steve Nelson, Brian Poole, Derquez, Denard. And then four, give Josh Jones starter reps, at guard in the preseason and then move him to tackle when the starters go to the sideline. So cause kind, of, kind of some interesting takeaways. I don't think any – I mean, when we did our throwdown Thursday, I think that the Cardinals absolutely needed to add a little beef to the interior of the defensive line, primarily the nose tackle. So I don't envision Melvin Ingram is an option. Uh, he's a little bit bigger. Um, but, yeah, Geno Atkins I think would be a good add for this team, uh, much like another former Bengal added to, to the Cardinals last year – down the stretch in Petco. Um, tight end is, I think that's the priority over another wide receiver. The wide receiver room, in my, I think you just roll with it. I don't, I don't, I. Yeah, you made your bed. Yeah. You made your bed with the wide receiver. Like tight end, Trey Burton's a sneaky ad. We talked about this a little bit. Like he's shown flashes. Like with Phillip Rivers, he had some time with Phillip Rivers uh, when 
Uh, Jack Doyle was hurt. And I think, I don't remember who they're, oh, uh, Mo Ali Cox was another guy who was hurt um, in and out of the lineup. And Trey Burton, when he played, he caught a couple touchdown passes. He was fine in Philly. Uh, quarterback playing Chicago wasn't great, but he showed flashes there. Like, he's an athletic dude that doesn't have a whole lot of tread on his tires because he's, the majority of the time in the NFL, he's been a backup or a second option, tight end too. Um, I just don't know at this point if, do you just punt? Like wide receiver, I agree with you with wide receiver. Uh, interior defensive line, I think Sheldon Sheldon Richardson's still free agent. Um, Melvin Ingram's a little bit, he's sneaky old. KJ Wright's still out there. Justin Houston's still out there. I know they play different positions, but if you have, do you trust your your linebacker room right now? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, we, I you let Devondre Campbell basically walk out the door of the organization. Mm-hmm. He was very good last year. And then, yeah, I mean, Jordan Hicks is... We'll see. It seems inevitable that he, he's going to leave. Uh, whether I don't know what the, the solution is. We just talked about it. So, yeah, the linebacking core is, as of right now, like I, I, I want to roll with the young guys, and I want to see what they're about, and I think that that's the plan. So I'm just going to, with that that being said, I don't think that they need to go out there and add a veteran presence to it on top of what they already have in place. Um, but, you know, Trey Burton at the tight end position I think would be fine. Uh, I am kind of like disappointed that they're not getting creative. Like I would have loved to see them maybe kick the tires on Calvin. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Calvin Benjamin. Benjamin, like the Giants are doing. Uh, if he gets cut because that's a crowded tight end room, a guy who's converting from wide receiver to tight end. I mean, you need a playmaking tight end. Why not? Why not try to be the one that's innovative and switch him over? They missed out on that. You know, they, we could convert to tight end. <laughs> yeah. You know. He, yeah, number eleven. Yeah, but do you want? He could easily does, does he want to be? He's not he going to want to. Trenches. Yeah, I don't. Especially, I don't think that's the way to lure him back. He could be a a, a a Jimmy Graham tight end where he doesn't yeah. have to block, and that's. I mean, like it's possible. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no. But I mean, and, I, and listen, for me, I still think they need to add a running back. Like I, yeah. I think people are insane that think that James Conner and Chase Edmonds are going to be good enough. Completely agree. I think it's it's insanity. Yeah. Like, listen, I want Chase Edmonds to take a leap like we saw Buda Baker take. Because Chase is such a lovable dude. He's obviously, he's going to be hopefully be a lifer with the Cardinals. Hopefully he's going to sign an extension w- when the season's over. I, I hope, because he's great for the locker room. He's a great dude. Like I just don't think that a Chris Thompson role for him would be perfect. If he's, Chris Thompson was a very, he was an elite pass-catching wide uh, running back. And I'm sure he's had injuries. He's he's bumped around from team to team. But if you can get that kind of production from him and not have any sort of trust that he's going to carry the ball 10 or 12 times a game, if that's the way you're going to go, you need another running back that's not James Conner. Yeah. Like, and this is, we joked about this earlier, I, I, and I wasn't joking about it at all. Bring Todd Gurley in. If he wants to play football, give him $3 million. If you're going to cut, if you're going to cut just uh, Jordan Hicks, or even if not, with the salary cap they have now, with the salary cap space they have now, bring him in. Who cares? If he doesn't, if he doesn't work out, you cut him. Yeah, I mean the biggest thing about that running back room is it's it's not set up for 17 games of success. If you think that James Conner, who no. hasn't played a full season in you know the last two, has played 10 and 13 games, and then Chase Edmonds, we know as far as his durability, there's legit question marks surrounding that. Like it's just not. You're going to have to add to it. Why not do it while there's opportunity, while there's still guys available, and keep guys fresh, get a rotation going. 
the same thing could be said for the cornerback. Like, the, there's not enough corner depth on this team, even with the rookies and that are in place. Um, I think, and, and it's going to be interesting to just see. They're just, I bet the Cardinals are just sitting and waiting back on guys like Steven Nelson and uh, and guys like Gary Conley. Uh, Brian Poole's more of a you know an inside guy. I think they need help on the outside. So it's they're probably just playing the waiting game. And once training camp kind of rolls around. They'll probably pick up on one of those guys on a very reasonable contract because uh, I think Steven Nelson, even when he was with Pittsburgh, he felt disrespected, and he's going to be a guy that's going to try to get respect earned or back through his contract. We'll see if it's going to be another uh, who was the guy Logan Ryan last year situation, and that turned out well for Ryan in the in the New York Jets Giants. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Confirm for tomorrow. We're, we can announce the guest. Zach Lind, yeah. huge Cardinals fan. He even has his own Cardinals podcast. Drummer for Jimmy World. He's going to join us. He's going to talk some Cardinals football. We're excited about it. It's going to go down. Like I said, we're going to be kind of live just after 10 here on the stream. But of course, you can find us where you find podcasts. We're still dealing with the Apple podcast issue. Find us on Spotify. Download the Odyssey app. Stitcher's an option for you. You can find it all on our link tree at Cards on Twitter. And, of course, the link tree is on our Facebook. It's everywhere. You can just find different podcast providers because Apple Podcasts is still not cooperating. So yeah. uh, And quickly, if you don't want to download an app, it's fine. I mean, people don't like clutter. Just yeah. Google Locked on Arizona Cardinals Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's got the same damn setup as Apple Podcasts. And you can just hit play, download. And when you see how easy it is, you just download the app. But just go to the website. It's super easy. And that everything's up to date there. All right. For Alex... I'm Bo. It's Locked On Angry Woodpeckers. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.